The following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. Okay, Adam sent me a uh, a pretty funny clip uh, from a TV show. Uh, what what is the name of the TV show that this was from? I, 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 again, that's a good question. I yeah. can't remember. It's like a it's like a fantasy football program. They talk about the teams ahead of the games. They kind of analyze a little bit, but they do little skits. And uh, the one particular skit was Matt Lucas. He was of Little Britain fame. And uh, it was just hilarious. Maybe you could talk about it, what you thought of it. Yeah, so, you know, I've actually, you and I have talked about this subject on this show before. Yeah, and that's that right. And that is uh, my uh, incredulousness at the <laughs> celebrations of Arsenal this year. Because they, they're, like, celebrating, you know, like, like wins against Bournemouth. Or they're cele- like, like they have just won the Champions League or something. And that's what this clip was. It was a clip of Martin Odegaard talking to uh, Mikel Arteta in their mm-hmm. office, and they, he was discussing how, coach, they say that we are uh, we celebrate too much, that uh, people are making fun of us for celebrating, and uh, <laughs> Arteta says that's nonsense, and he throws his piece of paper into the garbage can, makes a it makes it into the garbage can, and they celebrate as if they have just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> very funny. It right. Yeah, it's <laughs> very good. funny. All right. Well, we have some actual uh, football slash soccer to discuss because uh, this is free kicks. And now free kicks, free kicks with Illinois Youth Soccer Association's director of coaching Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. So before we get into what's happening on the pitch, uh, there's a big story happening off the pitch. In England, and it's uh, not getting a lot of attention here, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I yeah. uh, feel like we should talk about it just briefly, sure. at least. Uh, Gary Lineker, who was mm-hmm. the former uh, cap, wasn't he the captain of the English national team? At yeah, one yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, he is now a broadcaster for BBC, mm-hmm. and he's also, uh, you know, an opinionated Englishman. And and uh, he uh, had some sort of a tweet that he posted about migrants, uh, you know, actually in favor of migrants population being uh, allowed into the country or something like that. And he was pulled from the broadcasts for having a political opinion. What are you? What are your thoughts? I mean, did I sum it up? Yeah, about right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Basically, he, he sent out a tweet. He's a big. Tw- he's a. He's a. He's a big tweeter, right? So he sent out basically a tweet, um, really kind of frustrated, upset that the British government are kind of changing their policies concerning asylum seekers, and compared it to how things were going back in the 30s with with germany probably oh, not the best i forgot about that best part. way to <laughs> best part right okay. so and i think that's where kind of it kind of rattled some cages um and in terms of you know we're not going to get into the whole political aspect of that but but certainly it, it, it upsets some people especially because when you think of what the bbc is it's it's basically Switzerland. It's neutrality. Right. They basically sit on the edge. All of their uh, all of their news people have to be very impartial. They have to make sure that they they don't say the correct things. Now, Gary Lineker is a you know he's a freelancer, so he he has some room to be able to say some things. And what I think what you saw was everybody kind of agreed with 
what he said. He may have said it maybe in a little bit sterner voice, but yeah. there was a lot of support for him. And so they actually they didn't have the show because everybody who works with him on the show said we're standing up with him. And so they ended up just showing the highlights for this past week. But the good news is they seem like they've got to some type of a resolution and he will be back on the show next week. So, which is a big deal because match of the day is kind of a, kind of a big deal. So it, it, I guess you could compare it to like Mike Tirico from NBC saying something crazy on a Twitter account. And then all of a sudden he's not presenting the masters the next week or whatever it may be. Yeah. I think it's more so like it, if somebody on uh, PBS did it, you know, cause, okay. right. Cause uh, you know, the BBC is, it, you know, it's run by the government, right? So you can't have um, political opinions on there because that would be as if the BBC were endorsing one, yeah. one party over yeah. the other, right? Yeah. That's kind of yeah. the idea. Yeah, and, and and the BBC is a little different in the fact that, and if people don't have never been to England, now the BBC has no commercials. So what ends up happening, how they receive their funding is from TV license. So people always kind of freak out about this here in the, in the States. To have a television in England, you actually have to have a license. So you pay money every year, a licensing fee to have your television. And then that money goes directly into the BBC and that basically funds their programming. And without that, we, there would be no money Python. So that's right. Let's look at it that way. <laughs> right. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. All right. Well, let's talk about what's happening on the pitch. Yeah. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? So we spent a lot of time on this show talking about the top of the table um, and not enough time uh, this season talking about what's happening on at the bottom of the table because it's far more interesting yeah. than the top of the table uh, this year. There are nine teams that are in in trouble is the way i look at it the top 11 teams look like they're all pretty safe um mm-hmm. but honestly everybody from the 12th place all the way to the 20th place any one of those teams i don't know tell me if you think i'm wrong about that any of them could be in the relegation zone at the end of the season cuz they're all within sniffing distance totally agree i think uh, aston villa up up 35 points and above are in good shape. But right. basically, Crystal Palace to Southampton, five points, 12 to 20. Isn't it's that, amazing. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so let's talk right now. Uh, we've got Southampton, Leeds, and Bournemouth in the bottom three. Um, it could end up being that way at the end mm-hmm. of the year. Um, but let's talk about some of the other clubs that are within um, sniffing distance because – and let's start with the team. There are two teams that are actually tied with Bournemouth in points, and they're only ahead of them in goal differential. That's Leicester City and West Ham. That's right. That's and I right. went back to our uh, prediction show at the beginning of the year, and you and I – here, I'll tell you who our, we picked as our bottom three. You picked yeah. Leicester City, Bournemouth, and Nottingham Forest. Mm-hmm. I picked Bournemouth, Leicester City, and Nottingham Forest. Same three teams, basically. All of them yeah. are still potentially in this area, uh, but Leicester right. City, especially, boy, I, I just don't know. They they uh, they don't look so good. 
Well, they, it's it's an interesting one. And by the way, thanks for glossing over Bournemouth and how they beat Liverpool. So I appreciate you just nicely glossing over that part. Yeah, I don't really Bournemouth follow. Won, I don't really, I don't really follow this league. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so what happened with Leicester? They were in dire straits at the beginning, and I think everybody picked them to go down. And then they kind of had a little bit of a resurgence. But when you look at the last five games, they've lost four of their last five. Yeah. So right now their form is absolutely shocking. Uh, so they're in a, they're in a rough spot right now. Uh, they probably have one of the better goals against in terms of goal differential. Yeah, I guess they're you could only say at nine negative nine. Yeah. Yeah. So they're in decent shape there. Which you know when we talk about this, it, it does have a big impact because if teams are tied, that's what they look at, um, and that could ultimately you know that could seal your fate potentially if if two teams are tied and we've got that right now with with Bournemouth and West Ham and and Leicester so um so yeah I think I'm a little concerned there's maybe a little bit of dissension in the camp um I don't know if people heard Chelsea did beat Leicester on the weekend for three (laughs) wins in a row so wanted to make sure we were clear on that so things are looking good I believe we're talking about the bottom of the table we're talking well, we're, we're just we just got to bring it back okay. to where everything is, but right. but uh, and I'm always relating Leicester to you know Chelsea and stuff. Yeah. But the, the biggest thing is, I, I think whoever it's all about momentum. Whenever you look at it, right now Leicester has to change things around. I think Bournemouth, obviously, with the big win on the weekend, has a bit of momentum. Um, and Bournemouth, to be fair, Bournemouth has been playing pretty well. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. The week before, they just narrowly lost to Arsenal. Oh, right. I exactly. Mean, they should have at least had a draw on that one. So they really have been looking pretty good, even though they're at negative twenty six on the goal differential. Yeah. That's that's, that's, that's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. But yeah. West I mean, Ham and Leicester City, you know, just on these two teams, they both have big name coaches, right? Brendan yeah. Fraser and. Uh, Brendan Fraser from the Oscars? Yes, Brendan Fraser from the Oscars. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Best actor? <laughs> he was excellent in The Whale. He um, really was. And, I mean, you're not going to get a higher and, profile <laughs> coach than him. I, I, exactly. And he's certainly very big. He's very big as well. He's tall? For him, I didn't realize he managed. I mean, the guy, I mean, he from from, from nowhere... You know, he was basically dead and buried, and now he's managing Leicester uh, and winning an Oscar. That's, that's true. absolutely amazing. Absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I obviously get the wrong, the, the wrong Brendan. Oh, I have it on my funny. mind because I've been watching it. Oh, uh, yeah. It's good. We're, of course, thinking of Brendan Rogers, yes. not Brendan Frazier. Yes, although, exactly. Although, it, I mean, as good of an actor as he is, he might be doing both. Yes. So. Exactly. Um, but I had to give you some grief on that. Yes, one. And, and of course, West Ham has uh, David Cassidy as the coach. <laughs> That's uh, right. Yes. So, I mean, we're talking about some big names. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Great musicians, actors, as well as managers in the top tier uh, of football. You know, yeah, in, in all fairness, uh, we should tell people that we do record this at 9 o'clock in the morning, and I am not even through my first cup of coffee yet, so... Yeah, I know. It's uh, amazing. Uh, it's amazing. So anyway... <laughs> That's alright. It's all good. It's all good. But no, I, I think... Um, with both those teams, just definitely inconsistent, and that's the thing. I, I, I'm 
I'm very, very um, sure that Bournemouth, uh, with the way they're playing, are on a little bit of an upward spiral. Can they sustain that with you know the next twelve more games? That's the that's going to be the biggest thing. And then the other teams could get easily brought down into it, like a Forest and an Everton as well. So, uh, so yeah, right. it's, anything Everton, can happen. Everton is only one point ahead of those teams, uh, and their goal differential is negative eighteen. Yeah, Nottingham Forest is only two points ahead. Their goal differential is twenty six, negative twenty six. Mm-hmm. And Wolves and Crystal Palace are only three points ahead of the bottom three, and their goal differentials are negative 17 and negative 12. Like any of these teams, honestly, any of them could go. Yeah, you're right. I think this is this is what's going to be to watch, what we're going to be watching more of this year. Realistically, we've got a two-horse race for the top, ta- for the top of the table, um, and so we're going to be probably consumed heavily in watching who's going to be in that bottom three. What do you think? Um, I, I think I, oh, I don't know. That's a really good question. Um, I still, I still, I'm still unsure about Nottingham Forest or if they can sustain it. Uh, they just don't have the players that some of the other teams have. I'm a bit concerned with Leeds as well. Uh, they've been very, you know, they really haven't won since even with the new manager. Right. Um, and and then when you're looking at Southampton definitely been probably the most inconsistent, although they have won a couple in the last five. But I, I'm concerned for Leicester right now. I think uh, they could drop down considerably if they don't get things going. Yeah, and I I've, I kind of uh, echo your thoughts on Leeds. I I'm really not seeing a lot of signs that they uh, that they're going to shake out of this. Mm-hmm. I've watched yeah, them. I'm, I've watched them a lot because of uh, the American guys. Um, yeah, and I yeah. root for the. I root for Leeds uh, because of that. But boy, I'm not seeing a lot of signs. They just don't look like a great team. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. that's yeah. the team I, I'm worried I, yeah. about. Yeah, if I if I had to pick three now, I'd say Leeds, Leicester, and Southampton. Those would be my three. Yeah. But again, right. I'm probably wrong. Who knows? All right, well, uh, we will find out. Uh, there's lots more season to go. Uh, in the mm-hmm. meantime, Free Kicks is brought to you by the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. Illinois Youth Soccer is proudly serving the Illinois soccer community since 1975 and has a strong history of credibility. Illinois Youth Soccer is a nonprofit corporation, official state association, and charter member of the U.S. Soccer Federation, administers U.S. Soccer Federation coaching programs, administers the U.S. Soccer Federation Olympic Development Program, and U.S. Soccer Federation referee programs. For more information, go to IllinoisYouthSoccer.org. Okay, now, uh, last week we talked a little bit about uh, these trips. Yeah. The the IYSA has got going on here. We've got a trip mm-hmm. for the. I guess this would be in the Olympic Development Program, right? The uh, correct. Yes, yes. These all players that were involved in our programs last year and also this year. So I have you sent me the itinerary here for this Munich trip. Is this going to be uh, Marek's uh, trip? That's right. Okay. So Marek Rajasevsky, our associate DOC, he's going to be going with the twenty. 20- 08 girls, 2008. So that's basically under 15s, under 16s or so. So that's going to be, they're going to be going with that group. 
And then I am going to be going with the 2010 boys. So we have a mixture of 10s and 11s on that group. Um, and they are going to be going to England. I'm going to spend some time in London very briefly. And then the majority of our time will be in Manchester. Wow. Uh, you're looking forward to that? Going to be really, really good. Yeah. Really excited about that trip. Yeah. So I'm looking over your Munich trip here. You've got yeah. uh, the, they're staying in the Olympic Village. Which yes. is which is cool. Um, they are. Uh, let's see. There's a a friendly match against uh, FFC Vaka München. Um, mm-hmm. Then they that oh they they're having dinner with the team too. That that that's oh always, yeah. That's always a, a fun thing when they do that together. Yeah, um, that was cool. Uh, they're going to Neuschwanstein, which is the you know that Disney castle. Um, they, mm-hmm. They're going to take the uh, Alpsee coaster. Uh, which is uh, a fun little thing. Uh, let's see what okay. else we got here. Uh, oh, that Bayern München Stadium tour. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, oh, this yeah. is pretty darn cool. And then they're going to play uh, TSV Dachau. And if that mm-hmm. name sounds familiar, uh, mm-hmm. yes, there there's a uh, concentration camp on that site. Um, let's see. They'll be in Salzburg. They've got a friendly match against FC Stern München. Uh, wow, this is this is a fun trip. Yeah, need, yeah it's going to be help? really good. <laughs> <laughs> you may be jumping in as one of the suitcases. Yeah. Well, let me ask no, you: I, does, does Merrick speak uh, German? I think he can get by with bits and pieces. Obviously, he's Polish, uh, yeah. so he can have. I think he may know phrases, words, that type of stuff. So he might be able to get away with it. Um, Are any of the think... girls German? I don't think so. Huh. I don't think so. Now we do the great thing about the trip that we do with World Strides is that we actually have a full time person with us the whole time who speaks German, and we actually have somebody with with my teeth that speaks English, which is great. You know, so that's really good. Um, but uh, yeah, so we'll have. Uh, <laughs> I was just being a bit sarcastic. Maybe, is it, maybe speaks, is it Brendan Fraser? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Speaks Mancunian, but um, but yeah. Um, so I think that's really helpful, and they're there the whole time. So basically, if there's any changes in the schedule, and there there always is, just because of weather and different things. You know, you have to be always ready to change on the fly so to speak but it's going to be a great trip for for the uh, for the girls i know they're also looking at uh, trying to catch um uh, a game as well i think tentatively they're going to be playing uh, watching darmstadt actually i think is one of the teams that they're going to be watching uh in a professional game as well as trying to catch some uh, professional women's training games because i know the tough time that we have is we're actually there it's an international break but uh, you know they're going to try and see what they can do, so that's going to be finalized in the next few days. Okay, oh, cool. so, and they're uh, going to Augsburg too. That's yeah, cool. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And then on the boys' side, so I'm lucky enough to be going on that trip. What a great, great trip we've got. Um, we don't have the full itinerary set, but we've got a good idea of who we're playing. Um, but then probably the, the the highlight could be within the first day or so we fly into London. And then we've got a few hours in London to probably just kind of maybe tool around a little bit, get some, uh, get a little English breakfast because we we get in at seven forty-five. I have myself a little bacon sandwich, and then we're heading to Wembley. We're going to be watching England versus the Ukraine 
at Wembley sold out wow. 90,000 people. That's going to be great. I mean, these kids are just going to be absolutely uh, amazed at that type of Against setup. Against Ukraine, where the whole world yes. will be rooting for Ukraine. Exactly, exactly, yeah. So we're going to be uh, maybe, well, we're certainly going to be there enjoying the moment and everything else. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So and then after that, we're going to hopefully these these kids are going to be a little little tired or poop. Then we'll drive up to Manchester, which is about a four four hour drive, four, four and a half hours, get into our hotel have a day to regroup or uh, we'll do probably a little practice and uh, a little bit of a little bit of sightseeing before we play our first game against Tranmere Rovers uh, that next day so we've got Tranmere Rovers we're playing against uh, Fletcher Moss which is a interesting club which is kind of for lower income kids uh, that give, a, give basically given an opportunity to play uh, definitely a grassroots group and then We'll have our hands full with our final game with uh, one of the groups out of Burnley. So three very good games that are going to be really exciting for us. And I think they're trying to work on a second professional game as well, trying to catch maybe a, a championship game. It might even be a Burnley game. So uh, we're wow. excited about the trip. So, yeah, lots of things happening there. Where we're staying is actually uh, we're only about a mile away from Old Trafford. So we will go to Old Trafford and see the theater theater of dreams so that's going to wow. be fun for the kids that's too the, yeah and when is this taking place this is we leave on friday a week from friday so we're going to be leaving on the 25th and we're there till the 2nd of april yeah okay so obviously we'll be taking that week off from the uh podcast unless of course you need me to come along <laughs> again yeah. uh, i speak english that's good. That's good. Yeah. Although and, uh, I don't speak Burnley English, but I do speak, <laughs> uh, you know, American English. That could help. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know we've got a bunch of stuff when we get finalized. I'm sure we'll go. Man, I think tentatively Manchester City's on the schedule as well, and Manchester United. So being able to see those stadiums. So yeah, it's going to be uh, going to be a great trip. Really excited for the kids to see all that. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, it's time for your favorite feature. Time now to guess the Premier League star. All right. I've picked a tough one for you this oh, Okay. Week. Yeah, because I just think you need it. Um, okay. Uh, this, uh, this week's star is 24 years old. All right. But he is already playing professionally in his fourth different country. The first one was his home country. Then he played uh, professionally in Belgium, then Italy, and he joined his current club in 2021 in the Premier League. Okay. Okay. Who is it? <laughs> it's not Brendan Fraser. All right. He, play, okay. he, he plays for his national team, uh, and yes, they were in the World Cup. And they advanced to the knockout stage because of a bogus call that knocked Germany out. Oh, jeez. I have to go back and think about who that was. Apparently you don't have that uh, that same anger that, that, short. I, that, I, that I still have. No. That. That's it. Wow, goodness. All right. I'll give you okay. more. He's a center back or a right back, so he's a defender for sure. Okay. His club is currently in the top four of the Premier League. 
I'll narrow it down a little bit for you. Are they barely, are they hanging on in the top four? No, they're solidly in the top four. Okay, solidly in the top four. All right. He wears number 18 for this team, which is the same number that Nacho Monreal wore on this team for six years. Nacho Monreal. <laughs> I think I'm going to get you on this one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's, this, is, this is tricky. It's tricky. So is he playing with Arsenal? He is. Okay. Um, so just and he plays. He's in and out of the squad. Would that be fair to say? I mean, he's not starting any every game. I think that's fair to say. Yes. Okay. So so I would almost <laughs> caution that he's not really a Premier League star. Well, would he plays on his say? national team. Oh he's, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, a well, big star on. Uh, Bologna before this <laughs> of course yes um, and I might and I, I may be butchering his name if I do it's it's Tommy Tommy Tomiyasu I believe it is it's that is correct name. Takahiro Tomiyasu okay for Arsenal yes that's the guy so um, yeah he, yeah absolutely I think he's come in and causing all kinds of problems for teams when he comes in as a as a substitute for the as a, most part. as a star substitute, I think that's yeah. the way they call. It. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm clear. So I just want to make sure I'm clear moving forward. Yeah, it could be Premier League, not stars, but Premier League substitutes. So maybe we need to change the segment. Yeah. I just want to make well, sure I'm clear. Okay, all right. I mean, it, it's he's not David Cassidy, but he is uh, <laughs> he is up there. All right, Uh, it's time for a very important feature on the show. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. And if you're in England, uh, you can still see Gary Lineker uh, on the BBC. That's right. I I will be able to watch it. So that, I think, will will be pretty good. So, yeah, so it's a tough one this week because of um, there's FA Cup games going on. So not everybody's playing. So it's kind of a half and half of of league games as well as um, FA Cup games. But you know, we were talking about you know the bottom half of the of the league, and so I think we probably need to watch ourselves a little bit of a relegation battle. So I think on Saturday, ten o'clock kickoff. I believe there everything is slightly different from a time standpoint. Maybe they haven't put their clocks back. I think that's true. I have to double check on that. But they, I believe the games start at 10 o'clock this week. Typically, they've always been nine. So right. I think they've got some type of a clock issue. But Saturday, yeah, because they, they put their clocks back next week. That's what it is. Okay. So okay. That's what it is. Actually, should I say forward, right? Right, spring exactly. Forward. Yes. Spring forward. But it's it's got to be this has got to be the game. And we were talking about them. We're not sure if they're going to stay up. It's got to be Wolves who are in that bottom half against Leeds. So Leeds United States of America away at Wolves. Uh, we will see who comes through. If Leeds gets a big win, that might propel them up the league, may drag Wolves back in. 
We'll see how it goes. But I think that's the game to watch Saturday this week. Wolves versus Leeds at Molyneux. We'll find that on Peacock. So make sure you find that game. Should be a good one. Okay. And maybe next week we can talk a little more about the um, FA Cup because uh, there's some big games going on in the FA Cup. Yes. Well. Yeah. FA Cup. Maybe touch on the Champions League. If people didn't know, Chelsea are through, beat the Germans. <laughs> 23 games they were unbeaten going in. <laughs> Um, and uh, Chelsea wins. So, three-game win streak. And, so most importantly, sure. scored two goals. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Pretty. Two. That's, that's some firepower. That's right. One was a penalty kick <laughs> by our German striker. But, hey, he got to do it twice. <laughs> if he missed the first one, he could do it again. So Yeah, you know, in all seriousness, uh, Everts is looking pretty good lately. He's getting there. He's yeah. getting there. Put, I yeah. put him back on my fantasy team. Okay. I dropped him for a while, but I feel comfortable that he's getting through it. So, all right. you can always you can always work with the Germans. Always, always. Well, speaking of Germans, free kicks is brought to you by Green White Soccer Club. Uh, the club uh, has a new president, uh, which is me. Um, but we've been around for 67 years of soccer excellence. Hopefully that's not going to end with me in command. Uh, Green White provides a great <laughs> travel soccer program for kids of all ages, led by a former World Cup uh, player and coach, Mustafa Edders. Go to greenwhitesoccer.org. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H-shows.com. We're distributed by David Cassidy. With uh, Radio Misfit, actually. Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. We'll be back again next week uh, for our uh, our final episode of uh, Free Kicks before you go away, right? Yeah, that's right. So uh, be sure to tune in again next week for a brand new episode of Free Kicks. The preceding was a presentation of Opi Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opi Productions. Tony, can you shut up?